what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I asked for it. I was like, I lost. I was up to 2,115 subscribers. Then I went down to 2,011. And I asked, and you guys came through and got me back up to 2,115 subscribers. So I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet and you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, what are you waiting on? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you guys got some really interesting draft questions or or any, any questions about where the rating guys in the draft, free agency, whatever Bengals questions you got. We got Santori, and we got Bengals Sands on here, and we're going to put them in corners, and they're going to come out, and they're going to come out fighting. And I need you help to do that, but give me a super chat. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're all friends. We're going to have some good times here. So, anyway, just give me a super chat. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www. It's still not fixed. My Mike's I checked it. T Properties LLC. Oh my god, that pisses me off. Uh, check out Jackpot Joey stuff. I gotta fix this. I thought I fixed it. Uh, JackpotJoey9.com. Make sure you go there. I have to talk all monotone to get if my freaking mic is messing up again, as you guys are saying. Um, JackpotJoey9.com. Get the uh, hoodie, hat, flag, all that stuff. Make sure you check it out. Also. Uh, sports gambling is legal here in the great state of Ohio, so make sure you guys get on there and check it out. Anyway, let's get to this thing, and maybe I can actually find out what my mic sounds like when I bring on. First of all, let's bring on Santori. I'm at Sam's. What's up, Sam's? You brought him up too. Hey, how does my mic sound? That's got me all discombobulated because yesterday my mic was all screwed up. Does it sound okay to you? Um, it mostly sounds okay. There's the uh, periods where it just kind of gets static. Yeah, once dude, I don't know what the heck. All right, I'll get the Centauri. All right, I'm back. What's up, buddy? Have you been reading the text messages I'm sending you? No, uh, listen, I went to school for radio broadcast. I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with your mic, dude. If I had the controls, I could do it. I have no controls here, there is no freaking board. You tried unplugging it and plugging it back in. That's yeah, a, that's a you're trick. just too loud for how close the mic is. Just no, I literally am not. I talk now like that on the, on the mic like that all the time. I know, you last are, but now it's fine. I know I have to pull it back now. I don't know freaking why because I've talked with the mic up like that for the last two years since I've had that mic, and it's never been a problem until Wait, yesterday. And today. So, anyway, let's see here. I got four shots, so I got figured out there. All right, so let's get to this thing. All right, so. Where are you guys at on the draft here? Um, let's let's start with Sands here. Um, wh- what is the the biggest need uh, for the Bengals? Are you going uh, tackle? Are you going tight end? You going DB? Where are you going in this draft with the Bengals? Yeah, free agency is going to determine a lot of that, right? Because right. right now they don't have a second safety, but we all kind of assume they're going to fill that free agency. But what if they don't? I don't know. Maybe then that becomes a need. Um, I don't think linebackers that big of a need, just because. They have a guy to fill in for Pratt, 
and Akeem Davis-Gaither. So right tackle, because you have no idea if Collins is even be ready to start the season. Left tackle for next year, because they're probably going to keep Jonah either way. He costs $13 million and it costs $13 million to cut him. You don't save $13 million. It costs you $13 million to cut him. Right. Uh, so he's still going to be on the team next year. But, yeah, right tackle, tight end, because they don't have – Mitchell Wilcox, I think, is the only tight end on the roster. So tight end, right tackle – Safety until that's filled, even though I think we all think that's going to happen. And then the debate of, I think we all think that they kind of need a running back for the future. Where are you at, Santori? Uh, ditto. Nice. That's <laughs> it. Ditto. That's it. We're, we're, this is well, a podcast. I mean, he, <laughs> no, he, he's, he's 100% right. You, It's really hard to um, even look at the draft until you know exactly what the roster looks like before going into it. Um, and it also kind of depends on what your team building philosophy is. A lot of people don't believe in filling needs with the draft. Um, I and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I also understand that unless you have done an excellent job for four and five years in a row, that it's nearly impossible to get to the draft without a need. Um, so there's a little bit of a balance there. Um I think that I don't see them spending big money at right tackle. Um, if they do anything, I think it's going to be more of a stopgap one to two year player. Um, I also don't necessarily see them going tackle at 28 unless someone that we anticipate being in the top 15 falls. Um, the, the tackle class just isn't looking as deep as it could be for 28. I think there's going to be I, some midday picks, but 28 could be a reach depending on how it falls. Yeah. I, I do have an, uh, I don't know. I want to cut you off. I do have an interesting one for you. I think yeah. that I don't even know if he's going to be there because uh, I think three years of starting in the SEC, but look, I think they're going to be interested in Darnell, right? I have him as an early second, late first. Like, I don't think he is a clear first rounder. Just, I think I have a lot of athleticism questions. This could change the combine, which right. is one of the good things about the combine. Sometimes you have questions about something and then they could outrun it or they could show those questions. So that's what that's interesting. I think he could fall. Um, although Dan Jeremiah had him going at like 16 or something in his mock draft. So it's not that likely, but it's there in the PFF drafts all the time. So that's what people always do, those mock drafts. So that's what was interesting. Do you take him? Uh, because I think that could be a need matching value in the first round, because I agree with you that they're not going to spend big on right tackle. I don't think they're going to bring in Jawan Taylor or Mike McGlinchey. If they're going to bring in somebody it's like a Billy Turner that can play Riley Reef, basically. Uh, but Turner can play both sides. That's why I think they'd be interested. In Is that just in case until L comes back? It could be. Or, I mean, or that's, that's, that's the draft that way. Like yeah. that's that's my concern is is LC probably most likely not be ready to go at the beginning of the season and after are we okay with the Denigy being that or are you swing Jax Carmen over there or you know, uh, that's uh, where it's like yeah look at Satori's <laughs> eyes I'm like that that's why to me that's a big problem because we won't know I don't think how long LC will be out until we get closer to the season by then free agency's over draft is over that's where I'm like I'd I, rather be aggressive I don't see a scenario where the Bengals are okay going into week one. With, with their Collins. current right tackle situation. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine that they'd be okay moving forward with Carmen right now. I can't imagine they'd be okay moving with Adenogy right now. Um, and Collins, there's honestly 50-50, depending on how seriously he's taking his rehab. Because um, he's missed all year. Oh, and he's he's a second. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's the other thing. I mean, Collins is riddled with injury. If he comes back, you don't know if he's going to get hurt again or not or be healthy. 
he's not something you can rely on. And the other two options behind him are not something you can rely on for a full season's worth of success. Um, so you, immediately you have a complete vacancy at right tackle. Um, it might be who of them just to let Collins go altogether. Um, there is a dead cap hit, I think, of about 3.3 with yeah, him. So, yeah, somebody told me that yesterday. I don't, I don't know who that was. It, it's okay, especially if you save about six or whatever it's going to be. But that six is going to get reallocated back into another stopgap. So if you keep Collins, you're probably going to pay him $9 million to not play half the year. And if he does, how good is he going to be? He so this is this good. is what I was told yesterday by, by somebody – so I'm not going to name who, but uh, Collins is owed three point or nine point three. Dead money is three point three. Cutting him saves six million dollars. It sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds uh, about right. That's what you told me yesterday. So <laughs> I know what you were reading. Reading my text messages that you wrote down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Printed out actually. He pr- exactly. printed them out at Walmart. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> All right. So that, that's to me. That's the thing. Is that's where I'm. I'm more like I. I would rather them just go out and sign somebody, get that right tackle solidified, and then if then if however the first round goes, then if the right tackle is there, great, draft them because we're going to need. If, if if Michael Mayer's there, draft one of the other tight the tight end from Georgia's there, maybe draft that guy. That's kind of where I'm at. It, it doesn't make it such a a need, you know. We have to get that. I think we're all kind of on the same page, and I'll, I think I can simplify it here. Yeah. They're going to have to find somebody that's affordable for a stopgap. And if one of the guys that I would not consider a reach at 28 falls to you, then great. If not, then you have your stopgap for the next go around. But I don't see them having a perennial all pro starting right tackle before the draft. Yeah, I don't think that is either. Yeah, yeah, a perennial right. All-Pro yeah, was available they're... last year, and I got yelled at about wanting him because he misses three games a year. Dang it, Sands. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, all right, they so... signed Teron Armstead. He's $15 million. Dude, like, I, I was with games you. A year. I, yeah, I wanted him to sign Armstead. I was with you on that. Now, um, Ken put in the chat here about drafting two tackles. Do you think they would draft no. two of them? I mean, Because they always double down on something. I don't personally see it, but. That doesn't mean anything. So I guess I'll say no in that I don't think they draft like first and second round back to back tackles. That's just mm-hmm. a terrible use of resources. Go sign somebody at that point. Right. Um, but they could, but it would be like a first or second round high pick and then just like some day three type pick. Like I guess technically Carmen and Deontay Smith were two tackles that they drafted, even though they wanted Carmen at guard. Right. Now, this is one thing I. When the Bengals tend to double down, they typically don't double down on anyone they've drafted in the first round. Kind of like Gregory's saying in the chat right there, a lot of times it's a second and a fourth or second and fifth, third and fifth, something like that. Um, But if they go out and sign a free agent at right tackle, I don't necessarily see them doubling down at all. Um, There's, I could see them doubling down at running back or tight end where right now the entire room is vacated. Um, but you have a starting left tackle right now. You do have depth at right tackle at the moment, if you want to consider that depth. Um, but the the times that they really, really, really double down are when their rooms are just about vacated or they know that nothing's there for the future. Like tight end? Um, tight end, running back. Uh, I, think, I, think they get a, I think they get a stopgap tight end too. 
like I, whether they, that's Hayden Hurst or somebody else. I mean, I don't, the that. kid from Georgia could be there in the second round, couldn't he? I, I can't remember his name right now. Could he fall that far? Darnell Washington. Good, I think he's good Barry was talking about him on the show last night. He's a hell of a blocker. Yeah, he's a and he's six foot eight and two hundred eighty pounds. He's probably going to run like a four seven. I also like, don't. He's going to go first can round he catch? blocker. But can he catch? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's a clapper. That, that's how yeah, I. I mean, I mean, he that's the one that's far apart. He kind of claps up the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's one that I think it could be there. He'd be, it'd be a, 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 a project. But I mean, dude, I'd be a hell of a project there. This yeah, is but that's why you. That's why you get like a, a Hayden Hurst, right? Because well, yeah, oh, no, I'm, no, I, yeah. I, well, I'm, this is what I tweeted out. Darnell comes in to just you know kick some butt and twelve right. personnel and then leave the field after. Yeah, honestly, this, this is what I tweeted out earlier. This is what I, scenario I would love that, that for it to happen. Now, it was just scenarios we're talking here. The Bengals go out and sign, sign a right right tackle, stop gap, whatever you want to call it. They either I don't either keep well, I don't care. You keep him cutting, whatever. But you get that somebody to be the number one, you know, or the starting right tackle until L gets back, or that guy is it's his job. And then sign Hayden Hurst and hopefully uh, Michael Mayer uh, uh, is there at twenty eight. If you have Hayden Hurst and Michael Mayer. Dude, that would be freaking phenomenal just as far as the offense goes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Smoker's cough. Um, you don't smoke. No. The uh, the biggest issue I have with a tight end at number one, and maybe this isn't an issue, and maybe I'm just getting way too far ahead of myself, is when I start thinking about the money that's going to be wrapped up at quarterback, wide receiver one, possibly wide receiver two, and then the fifth-year option at tight end with Michael Mayer, you're really, really, really putting a lot of money and a lot of weight toward the skill position. It's one of those things where not necessarily as bad as running back, but when you're paying a tight end, you're not paying someone else. When you're paying a running back, you're not paying someone else. If I've already got money in two different skill positions, especially when they're going to be north of 25 apiece, I think, um, you, you really – that, that fifth-year option makes it hard for me to stomach. And I know that's thinking five years from now on a hype. <laughs> and that sounds right. insane. Right. There's no money on the books five years from now. Uh, but it's that's kind of stuff that I do worry about when building a team. If I'm going to pay that, I think I'd rather it be for a corner because five years from now, there's no corners on the books. Or, you know, maybe one of these interior linemen or if a BJ Ojolari falls to you. and you're They don't like BJ. They don't want him? I, I can tell you they never like the speedy bend edge rushers. I like and that's what he is. I like him too. I gave him a first round grade. But yeah, I just I know watching. I just went. This is a guy that draft people, Twitter, and Bengals fans are all going to love, and they're never going to look at him because they're interested <laughs> in the brick houses that can stop the run, contain the edge, and then push the pocket. You're not wrong, uh, but the point being, I would have a problem taking a skill position at 28 just because of the money that's already potentially going to be wrapped up. Um, and I know that that's assuming that T signs, which is probably a 50, 50 chance. Oh, I, oh, I got a question to ask you about, about T too. But keep going. We'll, we'll get that later. <laughs> Some dumb thing. Keyshawn Johnson said that's where my squirrel ADHD yeah. brain is at. I, I worry <laughs> about the money way too far in advance, but um, I, I would have a problem taking tight end at 28 for that only reason. Um, but with no money on the books five years from now, if that's my only reason, I'd probably be willing to roll the dice. Ken, Ken's got one here. It's says, an internal uh, struggle. <laughs> Ken says, you don't have to grab a tight end. If Mayer's not there, what about 
best alternative, Tucker Craft, tight end fourth round. I've watched four, three tight ends. I have not watched Tucker Craft. I'm <laughs> not that deep into the weeds. Not that deep into it yet. He's fun, but if man, if we take him and then we take that tackle everybody's wanting out of North Dakota State, we're just going to be the North Dakota State like East. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll win the FCS. <laughs> Hell yeah, we will. We, we could rename this town to East Dakota State. <laughs> this is my more you know that this is deep into the uh my history they're my mortal enemy i mean i went to youngstown <laughs> state they, mortal they, were enemy. Our, wow. they were in our conference go Gwens. we made one fcs championship and they made like the other four <laughs> the other three, they won the other three i'm sure they i don't think the penguins won a single game against north dakota state in my four years being there I'm not a fan of North Dakota State, but they do. Mortal enemy. Players. I like sure. that. Mortal I like enemy. That. Yeah. I hate the Dakota. I'd rather, you know what? Some people say North Korea is a better place than North Dakota. There you go. Some people will say that. Depending on the time of year, I've heard the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got to get into this. So every day, it seems like somebody on NFL Live's putting T. Higgins somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson said it today. He said that he thinks the Chicago Bears should trade the number one overall pick to the Cincinnati Bengals for T. Higgins. First question. That sounds good on their end, but it, it does. Well, I think it sounds terrible on both ends. Why the hell would the Bears trade the number one overall pick for Keyshawn Johnson? They they have a lot more to fix. Trade the number just, one overall. Number they, one overall. No, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Number one two, the Bears for, for T. It, so there's no the, point in really the, talking. The, about yeah, that picks, that picks way too valuable. Well, to trade. And for me, if the Bengals do it, then then it goes to where you're. Or I'm with you. I start worrying about the money. Say we draft one of these, you know, big defensive guys. Uh, I can't think of any names. I know there's some top five edge rushers or linemen or whatever that we could draft there. That'd be you know worth the number one pick. But then you're allotting all that money for a number one overall pick. That money takes away from T. That money takes away from Joe. So why would you do that? It just it well, makes no sense on any end of it to me. Correct me if if I'm wrong, Mike. But this is just my philosophy on when you would trade um, what I would consider crown jewel pieces. And I think T is one of them. Um, You need to be strapped for cash. You need to know that you're not going to be able to resign them. You need to be in a situation where you do not have a Super Bowl window or any kind of contention window in your foreseeable future. You need to be in a situation where that player is not happy being here. Um, a situation where it just does not make sense to retain him or you could better use resources allocated other places. Um, none of those situations apply to T and the Bengals at this moment. So it would not yeah, make sense. Unless they know that the contract is just so far gone that they won't get there. And I still probably wouldn't be a proponent of trading him this year. I think you just tag them next year and then maybe trade him on the tag. Maybe that lowers his value. I don't know. But to me, why wouldn't you just try to keep the dude? Uh, right. Because well, you there, got the Super Bowl window right now. I, yeah, um, now, for the, the number the number one overall pick, I'd probably yeah. think about it. But it's not going to happen, so there's no point really talking about it. Yeah, I, it I, it's just so stupid to say that stuff. I'm just like, I, I don't know. It's hypothetical crap. It drives me nuts. I mean, but the thing is, it's like, T, we keep having all these people say, we got to trade T, we got to trade T. No, we literally don't have to trade him. There's he, no there's he, no upside in immediate upgrade to trading T unless you told me I was going to get a perennial all pro right tackle and he was going to cost less than T and I was going to get packaged a somewhat decent number two receiver that's not going to break the bank. That's what it would probably take for me to consider it. And yeah, that I mean, would thing is, to be the floor. 
for me. We have, we have something that, no, in my opinion, that nobody else has in the NFL. We have two number one wide receivers. I, I don't, I, all right, one, 1A, however you want to look at it. Two elite wide receivers. No, I just think there's probably no, a handful of teams. All right, all right not very handful. many have that. How many white number one receivers do you think yeah, there are? Right. I mean, number one receivers. Do number, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would consider Miami a situation where they have two ones. I don't. Mm. Uh, hot take season. I I don't think Jalen <laughs> Waddle cuts it as I think he's a supercharged number two that can play like he can give you a Martavis Bryant. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think he's like a Martavis Bryant where people are gonna talk about like number one. He's gonna produce like a number and one. And well, then, then here we'll, we'll say that time, that's a. Like, uh, we'll, we'll uh, say they have a one and a supercharged fine. two. I'll, I'll sure. agree with that. But then I think Philly's also in that same boat with yeah, AJ Brown. I think Devonta Smith is closer to being a number one receiver, but that is something. Well, being, there, there is an argument team. already. Um, but you're already looking at it, and you're like, I mean, that's a tier apart from T to me. Devonta it Smith. is, but I, I still think that it's not that they're the only ones. I don't think it's that far gone. I think there's at least a conversation to be had. But, no, there, there might be just a couple in the league. Yeah, yeah. The, the the point is, it, it's such a a big advantage that we have. It just drives me nuts that that everybody's like all the quote unquote experts are. Well, they got to trade T. Like, no, we don't have. We literally don't have to trade him. We can keep him, like you said. We can keep him this year, and then if we don't get it done, we can tag him next year. I mean, they, they literally don't have to trade him. Uh, it's just this whole scenario of, of you got to trade T, and every day I hear this, it just gets annoying after a while. I'm just I'm just getting irritated. So, are right, we talking about that? So the other other position that I think is is need because. I think we're all in agreement. Jesse Bates is most likely not coming back. Yes. Hopefully, Bell is. But I still think we need to draft kind of heavy or free agency in the DB room. Safeties, corners. Where are you guys on the DB room because of the people that are le- are le- or could be leaving? Do you want to take this first, Mike? Uh, if Bell's back, I'm not really worried about safety. I guess depending on the deal. If it's like a one-year, let's run it back deal, then maybe I'm drafting a safety. Or at least I'm not drafting a safety high. I'd like to see what Tyson Anderson could do, I guess, but he's just never was healthy. So um, that's kind of whatever. I think corner, sure. Awuzie is his last year of his contract. Eli Apple, I don't know where he goes, so I keep thinking he comes back because I don't think anybody else wants him. <laughs> We're stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of – Well, if, seen... but Sands, if, he's a, if he's a four, he's your fourth quarterback, I'm really okay with that. The problem yeah, is he, we've had injuries and he's had to be our number two guy last or uh, toward the end of the year, number one guy, you know, toward the end of the year. That's been the problem. If he's our four, I'm fine with it. Or our three, I yeah. should say. Three, four, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, Awuzie unless they resign him, they have a need on out, on the outside because I don't think Eli will be, like, the cornerback of the future over there. You've got Cam Taylor-Britt. That's solid. You've got Mike Hilton for another two years. Sure. Um, but Awuzie is the one that's interesting. I don't know if they would uh, explore a franchise tag there. Corners, the athleticism hits, and eventually it falls off. He's going to be 30 years old, so that's going to be tough. He's going to get a third contract that's tough to pay. Uh, so that's where you get the corner idea from because they've only got Cam Taylor-Britt as a piece for the future. Other than that, not really anything. <laughs> so that's. I think it's more likely to add to the corner room than the safety room unless they don't find a single safety in free agency. I really think they fill that room, even if it's not Bell, if it's like a Juan Thornhill or Terrell Edmonds, they're probably going to find somebody there to play safety. Well, that brings you to another question. How, how heavy do you think they're going to go in free agency? I mean, I, I think they're going to go heavier than people think they are, but it's not going to be 
first day guys have been like more like second, third, you know, low, lower tier guys. How heavy do you think they will go for it? Go, go ahead. Uh, I think they're going to have a couple moves that I wouldn't say are, are super big or splashy because they do have to watch whatever their signing bonuses and guarantees are right now. Um, if I think the pieces that you're going to see are going to be compliments. Um, I think you're going to get an interior lineman that's a compliment to B.J. Hill that helps that interior pass rush. I wouldn't say he's going to be a starter. Um, Rotational piece. We run a lot of 50-man fronts. I can't imagine they're going to start running six- and seven-man fronts. They're going to be They did against Tennessee. They did. I called it the meat package because (laughs) it was – DJ Reader was next to um, Mm -hmm. Tyler Shelvin in both the A-gaps, and I was like, man, that's a lot of meat. That's uh, (laughs) – that's a lot of ass right there. That's, that's 750 pounds of ass in your A-gaps. <laughs> but I, I think they're going to be some complimentary pieces. I, I am with Mike. I think um, if they bring um, – I, I do think Von Bell is going to come back. I just think that that's too important of a piece for Lou. I mean, he, they, they've gotten so much out of him. He's been so versatile. I mean, they're, when we first got him, we're like, okay, yeah, Jesse Bates is going to play that center field. Bell's going to play down in the box. And he's done both. I've seen Bell single high. We've seen him too high. We've seen the three and four safety sets out there. Bell offers a lot. And I don't really think he's going to break the bank for anyone. I think he comes back even if it's a one-year, two-year deal, whatever it is. Um, When it comes to Bates, I would assume he's gone. Um, There is something to be said about this draft class and the free agency market with safeties that might lower his – value a tick but i don't think it's going to be anything that really contemplates the bengals bringing him back because his issue was guaranteed money more than average annual value um so it wouldn't surprise me if they go out and get one of the guys like mike said the name that kind of interests me is adrian amos who just had his contract voided with green bay Um, i've always been a fan of his even when he was in chicago um and i don't think he's going to break the bank i mean you could get both of those guys Amos and Bell or whoever in Bell, probably for what um, you would have to pay Jesse Bates on an average annual value. And I know Lou likes running three three safety sets for rotations, and that really lets Dax Hill How much get did he do that team. last year? Did he do that a lot last year? I don't think I remember. Depending I when guys were healthy and when Dax Hill actually got on the field. Right, yeah. Um, he did a lot more the year before. They've I, kind of gotten a tiny bit away from it because they prefer to get their dime package to have Trey Flowers on the field rather than third safety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a little bit they've gotten away from. They still do it. But, but with Trey Flowers know. also being a free agent and then they you tried tried <laughs> with Dax Hill to cover what Trey yeah. Flowers was kind of doing. Um, it, well, they didn't it, have much of a choice after Trey got hurt. Right, but it offers some flexibility to have another safety. Um, right. It's kind of where I'm going. And I'm not sure how ready Dax is yet. I mean, another offseason, same coordinator, same system, you never know. Guys make huge jumps between years one and two. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. a first-round pick. His athleticism off the He's the starter. Yeah, <laughs> at, at the moment he'd be if he's, the, if he's not starting uh, There's a problem. year two. Yeah, there's a big problem there. Um, I just think that it wouldn't surprise me if they signed a veteran, um, but they don't necessarily need to if they get Von Bell back. Um, I I do agree with Mike. I think your biggest concern is a corner, um, and we all want to assume that Awuzie is going to be good to go, but he is coming off of, you know, a torn, blown-up knee. 
And like Mike said, when, you know, the athleticism takes a hit, which very well could be now because of that knee, mm -hmm. um, you never know how much time's left. He could come out and look terrible next year and you're going, oh shit. And it's the Eli Apple show again. Um, well, that's the, that's the thing that scares me about players. Cheeto and, and Lael. I mean, both of them, I mean, they're ACLs. It, it, it takes a while to come back. Well, I already it's, lost a step too last year. Like, right. That's, that's that, also he wasn't he lost a step. Maybe he the back his... heals and now you've, now you've lost another Does step. It? Though, did, did it ever actually heal easy. though? I mean. No, it didn't heal this year. That's what I'm saying. It's maybe another yeah. off season of rest. It can heal. I have no idea about back. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> I can just tell you he didn't look <laughs> right. I've, I've watched him in Dallas and right. it didn't look the same. Well, 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 I'll, I'll say this is when, when the offensive line was all together, they actually played pretty good. I mean, they, the yeah. Joe Burrow was one of the least sacked guys when they all are in there. So it's not – and this this whole narrative that we got to explode, we got to do everything all over, we got to get rid of Jordan Williams, we got to – we don't have – we really don't have to get rid of anybody. We just got to make sure we have a right tackle. I think everybody else will be fine. I think we need to get depth too. That's another issue I think that, uh, that needs to be addressed this offseason, that the Bengals – well, we thought they did it in the Buffalo game, you know, thought, you know, with sharpening and identity, and we thought they were going to be good enough to beat the Chiefs, but obviously they weren't. So I, I think that's another thing that you got to – yeah. What's that, Mike? I just said then they played a real defensive line. <laughs> right, exactly. So that, that's the thing for me is because you can't count – we've seen the last two years, you can't count on people being healthy. Now, our offensive line hasn't been healthy. Last year's always somebody's hurt. It seemed like it's always the freaking right tackle. We can't get the right tackle to make it to the end of the season. So you got to have somebody there that can freaking, you know, not plug and play, but at least be decent. And I don't know if Adenogy's the guy. I don't know if Carmen's the guy. Who's this? Jax Carmen. I ask you, Mike, where are you at on him? Has he, for, for me, I think he's done enough to be the swing tackle next year, but maybe possibly moving after Journal leaves. Depends on if he. Gets better. Where are you at, General Williams? Let's put it that way. You mean on Jackson? Yeah, J Jackson. Sorry, sorry, Jackson Carmen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, he makes a team. I didn't think he was gonna make the team after the year before. Like, it didn't I, look I, like I, it. Yeah, yeah. So now I think he makes the team. He did enough there. I don't think he was great, but he could maybe be the swing tackle. I have no idea how he would do on the right side. It is different, and he was a terrible right guard. So. <laughs> And you're looking at that, and then you think, like, well, can he be the swing tackle? Because with swing tackle, it's not just backup left tackle. It's also backup right tackle in most spots. That's why – I don't know why Billy Turner is the only guy I can ever think of uh, that's a, that's available that does this. Dennis Kelly, I think, is another one. But, yeah, they they, they did both. They were left tackle and right tackle. That is the, one of the only pluses to keeping a Denogy is you know he can play at the same level. I'm not going to say whether it's great – uh, both spots he could fill in left tackle or right tackle so that's the one issue with Carmen being the swing tackle I think he is the backup left tackle right now mm -hmm. if they draft a guy then maybe not right. uh but yeah right now sure and if they don't do anything I guess he is the next man up to take the left tackle there's a scenario I guess maybe Jonah Williams gets hurt and he shows again that he can play at an okay level so I don't know. I'm I'm where uh, he's making the team, but I don't have that much hope beyond it. He uh, he makes the team. Um, he played at a well enough level last year to where you could say, okay, he looked somewhat competent as a backup at times. He had some decent reps. He still had some really bad ones, kind of sprinkled in there. Um, 
But at the end of the day, he's earned the right to compete for that swing tackle spot. Um, At the moment, he's the guy just because there's nobody else. Right. Um, But he's in a competition with the Benjamin Kramer. Right. He's he's fighting for last place. Um, And that's not. (laughs) The, the Which is also technically third place right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's the guy right now by default. Um, but if someone better comes along, it's not going to be hard for me to pull the trigger and go, okay, bye. Um, uh, Ken's got a question. He said, How, and maybe you guys know who this guy is. Maybe you don't. Nope. How do you feel about Warren Carter? Uh, I haven't watched him. I've seen his name pop up quite a bit, but it's draft season. So you're going to see. I have to be 100%, 100% honest, Ken. That is the first time I've ever seen that man's name. I- <laughs> you guys help Goodberry out? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We haven't got there yet. Mike's, listen, I—I'll probably never get there. I'll be 100 percent honest. I watch guys in the top 150, and then I watch whoever the Bengals pick in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. I, in terms, unless of- a guy I watched falls, I'm probably not going to know who they picked in like the fifth round. Like, in terms, seeing of- Cordell Volson's name, I had no idea who that was in the draft. They drafted him. I just went. Okay, he's probably somebody in this draft, I assume. I remember when they drafted Volson. I had watched him. Like When I say watched him, I, I am going to fall on my sword here and say, I watched like maybe three minutes worth of a YouTube highlight. And now I'm like, oh, he's one of those Where big Wilson guys. Has YouTube highlights? He did because North Dakota Dude, State. Like everybody's got YouTube um, highlights. <laughs> so I, I was just like, yeah, he's on that North Dakota State grinder line. So, okay, he's a big guy. And that, that's kind of all I knew about him. I thought he had a cool name. And that was like, all right, uh, I remember that name. Uh, the, the kid from Pittsburgh, I've seen the name, haven't watched it. Uh, in terms of Joe Goodberry's draft guide, Mike's the guy putting the grade in for his column, and I'm putting in, like, height, weight, and, like, date of birth. Like, <laughs> date of birth. They're, they're not leaning on my uh, my film analysis. I'm just the guy reading it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I spend, like, a couple hours a night going, okay, 6'2". Six, how, six, mock, how many mock drafts have you done a race, Tori? Oh my! Uh, like maybe four. Like that's it. Oh my yeah. god! I, I thought you do like. It's, I don't know what they need yet. I don't know what the <laughs> roster looks like. Well, so, They're I, also going to change so much. Like right. Well, that's the thing. I, I think what happens if they come out at this in, moment is going to be. What happens if they come out and they surprise everybody and they trade for a right tackle? And you go, all right. Well, all those Broderick Jones slipping to twenty-eight mock drafts just got thrown out the window. I don't think Broderick Jones slips. I do a first-round grade on that guy, but that is not based on his floor. No, um, it's based on the fact that he's massive. Um, is John Taylor a, risk, a realistic uh, option at right tackle? I'm into it because I think he's a scheme fit, but he has one year of good production and he's going to cost a lot. So I don't think the Bengals will be into it. So I got yeah. I got a couple here. What what about Cam Fleming? That's the one I, I kind of I kind of circled. He kind of gets thrown around like every yeah. couple of years. All I remember with Cam Fleming is he wasn't good, um, <laughs> but I haven't watched him in years. And every time I hear his name, I kind of go. Eh. Like, it, it, like if I get to, like, can we have a? Can we have if a I get to May? I don't have. If I think a guy's worse than Billy Turner, then I'm probably not interested. <laughs> I think Cam Fleming's worse than Billy like, Turner. He's one of those guys that's like, yeah, if it's June and I really, really, really gotta have someone, or someone gets hurt in training camp. Well, I hope we're, we're, we're not there. I hope we got a How funny would it be if that was like the first signing of the year, though? It's like the Bengals signed Ken Fleming at noon, like they were, like they were tampering, like they were tampering. Caught it. All right, who else you got? Uh, well, uh, rest. I mean, Tristan Worse. 
That's, we're not getting him. That's the, that's the T Higgins of the yeah, that, that's your, yeah, We're not getting him. Sick, yeah. Higgins and more trade. Yeah. We're not. We're not. I already know. We're not, I mean, that's the only. I really. I mean, then I mean we want to. Funny that I think the, Bengals fans get so upset about these trades for T Higgins, and then they also come up with trades for Tristan Wirfs, and the Bucks yeah, fans I'm, are right on the opposite. Like, can yeah. you stop trading for Tristan Wirfs? We're not trading Tristan Wirfs. <laughs> exactly. But I'm interested in trading for T Higgins. So, well, all right. What about what about Mike McGlinchey? What, what is he? Is no, he? Is he too much? Him. Is he, is he too high? He's too much for what he is. He's even if they cut, even they cut worse mixing pass protector hand. than Jonah Williams his whole career, and even uh, last year when jo- Jonah didn't play well, he was a worse pass protector. So who the hell would they the- sign then? Uh, the the one guy that I kind of like Joe tossed out there, but again, it's really one year of Jermaine Illuminator. I've never heard of this yeah, how, guy. How, really? Illuminator. That guy. The Illuminator, uh, yeah. However the hell you say his name. Illuminator. Um, any metric you look up on Pro Football Focus is pretty solid on him. Pressure rates, quarterback hits, sacks, whatever you want to use. Even if you like the grades for pass protecting, which there's, you know, whatever your opinion is on there. Um, what about sacks allowed? It's the most important stat. Sacks allowed is low. Um, the, the issue is he's only got one year of starting. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I have a friend that watches a lot of offensive line, and he says he's, he's actually he's, he's a swing tackle level. He, he's a swing sure. tackle. He's played both spots. He's played some yeah. guard, which could be valuable. Uh, his market value is only like four or five million dollars, and that's because he's only started one year in his career. Um, but there has been times where he's had extended playing time, where he's had you know maybe four or five snaps as opposed hey, to yeah. a thousand. Caleb McGarrett. There you go. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> and, uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, that that's your perfect stopgap scenario. Um, and if you move on from Collins and you sign that guy, you kind of break even on the cap and the cash. So it, it really doesn't affect your spending or your money, and I think you vastly upgrade. And guess what? If he performs well and it's great and you want to roll the dice and give him another two-year or three-year deal after that, you can. You think um, the Illuminator is a vast upgrade over Collins? Uh, he's healthy. I can't stand guys. That's vast. <laughs> he's got two knees. He breathes and he can walk. That's a vast upgrade. <laughs> I, I mean, it might be an upgrade. I, I It's tough, though, with uh, guys I don't know much about. Um, I've never watched them. I think that Andrew Wiley just won the Super Bowl. I think he's an interesting right tackle that you could look at. I, and I think um, I Isaiah Wynn from the Patriots also. I consider it vast upgrade, not necessarily based on skill or talent. I consider it vast upgrade based on health and reliability in terms of consistency. Um, he's probably an average right tackle. Um, sure. I'll take it. But, but Collins hasn't been. And yeah. I think everybody in Bengal land right now would take an average right tackle. Well, that'd be nice. Until they give up 10 sacks. Right. They're on and then we're running run, run them out again. Yeah. And then they need to get a CDL. <laughs> All right. So, Tori, we, we were talking about this in the chat earlier today. Uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, I can't say it. Luan. Thank you. Luan um, got released today. You you say he's probably going to retire, right? Uh, I heard rumblings that he's wanting to retire. Isn't uh, he on like three podcasts? He's running yeah, out of time. He, he does a lot of podcasts. He's got more podcasts than he does healthy ACLs. We'll put it that way. Um, he's got more podcasts than he had starts last year. <laughs> right. He's getting older. He has a long history of missing a lot of games every year. There's no doubt that when he's healthy, he's damn good, but he also plays left tackle. Um, the Bengals are not going to do anything at left tackle this year. Um, no. I would be shocked if they did. And if they did, it would be involving they got somebody to fall to them or someone wants to play for free and they traded Jonah in the process, and none of that's going to happen. 
Yeah, what I think the only way they get a tackle um, other than the left tackle other than the draft is like Tyron Smith's cut and he just wants to ring chase or something. Right. That's what I'm like. You're going to have to have someone come to you for free um, and be like, hey, uh, I want to do it. And they're like, all right, how do we move Jonah? All right. So you heard it here first. We're, this is what's going to happen. Mike Mike Sand just said it. They're going to cut him and we're going to sign him and we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> just said it. I'm clipping uh, that up. Blasting that out everywhere, Sands. Tyron Smith joins the Bengals. It's a, who's going to prove me wrong? You know, it won't happen. But you guys are forgotten. Who's going to prove you wrong? Not if Tyron I clip Smith, it. Yeah, Tyron out. Smith will get the clip. He just say like, "I hate the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never go there." Like, well, uh, um, no, yeah. If you have anybody in your mind right now, and they are traditionally a left tackle, go ahead and just check that person off the list. They're not. It's not going to happen this year. They were so in, uh, too much invested in Jonah. Where are we at on Hayden Hurst? What what's his money? I've heard I've heard three. I've heard nine. What, where do you think he's at? I mean, I nine's high, and I know that. But I, I don't think that's think nine. I think nine's astronomically high. I yeah. could see anywhere five to seven. Yeah, I mean, do you think? I think I think he's coming. Ought to bring him back. I'm just firing from the hip. Seven three twenty one. I think, but I, I think he's coming. I, I think there's a very good chance he's he's coming back and wants to come back. Um, I think he wants to be here, um, for sure. Um, I, I think he, I think he really, really likes Cincinnati. I think it's one of the teams that have actually given him a fair shake at being a number one, mm-hmm. which very well could change next year depending on how things fall. Right. Um, but I, I think if if he wants to be here for around six, I don't think the Bengals would have an issue with it. Um, remember, we can talk about. Um, average salary all we want for the next year and a half it's really really going to have to focus on these guarantees and until we know really what's going on with joe and t it's going to muddy the waters for a lot of the free agent talks unfortunately well the nice thing is i don't think he's going to take a lot of guarantees no i don't think he would either um if it's one of those things where like mike says it's, it's three years 27 and it's like four or five guaranteed I'm down with it, you know, or if it's a, if it's a one year, you know, seven or eight, and then there's a mutual option on the next year for five or six, I'm down with it. It's, it, it's just, and we're going to have to say this with almost every single person for the next year and a half. What's the guaranteed contract look like? Right. They, they've got enough cap room over the next two to three years to really do whatever they want. It's just a matter of what the players are willing to take and what the Bengals have to give. Um, unfortunately, that's going to be the answer for everybody you throw at me. <laughs> right. Well, now I'll put put it this way, now, which Ken just read my mind. I thought to bring this up. He said Joe Burrow's contract needs to get done before free agency. I, for some reason, I just I have no sources. I just I don't think that happen. I don't think that can happen. Before free agency it, starts in March, uh, maybe why? Can. Why they can sign him anytime when they does want the, to extension. Yeah. When does the extension? When you're you allowed to do that time? now? That that window hey, are you? a week or two okay. ago. Um, I, just, oh, I didn't know there was an actual window for it. I thought if it was an extension, you can do it pretty much whatever you wanted. Yeah, I remember seeing a tweet um, from um, and of all people. Some people know more about this cap stuff than me. What I understand is that you can't sign them whenever you want. No, there's um, I think a, there's, it, a I think there's like a league year opening, and then that's when you're able to sign them. I think it's in March. So but the, it'll be at the same time as free agency, I think. The league year. You'll see these big signs too. 
the league year technically starts either free agency or like that tampering period a couple days before. Yeah, um, sure. So I guess it could happen if they do it during like. Right. Um, I do think the window is open to do fifth year options and roll those into extensions if you want to. For the franchise to- tag is right now. Is that? Yes. Yeah, that just happened yesterday. Right now, so, yeah. yeah. So is is it when the franchise tag window closes, then you can. Do I. That? It might. It's really Where's Andre Perotto when we need him. I'm trying know. to get him on the show. He won't answer me back. He was supposed to come on last year and then he canceled on me. So <laughs> he's a lawyer. He seems yeah. busy. Yeah, I know. He was going he's, out of town. Uh, he, he's a fucking Rolodex when it comes yeah, to this I shit. Gotta, oh, I know. That's why I want to get him on. Well, actually, I'll just say, I'll just say hi and let him talk. I, I like <laughs> I to think, say anything. I like to think I can talk somewhat educationally on this stuff. Uh, I just let people on who, who think they can do it. Let them talk. He like, oh, runs okay. circles around me. This shit. Uh, yeah, he's he's really good. But uh, most quarterback extensions, the big ones, a lot of times they hit right before training camp, and a lot of times the big extension. The Bengals have traditionally done that too. A, a lot of times they're summer extensions, stuff that happens around June, July, August. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what the Bengals have cash put away, whatever they're got going on with their freaking escrow. Um, I mean, it, it, it just depends. I mean, they've probably got a pretty damn good feel on what it's going to take, and they're not going to overspend in free agency. Good research, um, yeah, so they, they, uh, they, they've probably got a really good idea of, well, you know, Joe's probably going to get X amount of guarantees. They've probably already had conversations Fine details, probably how iron that's, out or that, anything. That's not true, Ken. They did it last year. They yeah, were the twice. first two out, out, of, yeah. out of the gate last year, so that's not true. They had the very first signing in free agency. Two of them. Literally, I think, what, it starts at it 4 was, o'clock? Like, it was like 402. Yeah. Yeah. 402, they hit Kappa. Uh-huh. Like I think Harris. It yeah. was the least exciting first first contract of franchises to it. <laughs> Dude, I was excited. Oh, oh. I was fired. I was excited. I mean, in the NFL. Like, you right. think it's it's usually like an Indomitong Sioux that signs, like, first day. <laughs> right. It's like I was the Bengals were Jeffrey Alex Island. <laughs> I remember where – this is how exciting it was for me. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my car driving I-71 south by Kings Island, and I saw Kappa pop up. And I went, woo! My wife said, both hands on the wheel, honey. <laughs> right guard! I was excited. I yes, was like, Ken, I, I don't see them doing that this year. No, no, no. We're not going to be the first one. I, I think I said that earlier in this thing. But, uh, but yeah, I think for me, the reason I think they're going to get Joe done first is because I think they got to get that out of the way to be able to figure out the rest of the stuff. Because there's a lot of guys. And they got it's not that they don't have the room. They have the room and they have a lot of money to spend. I just think it makes more sense in my head to get Joe's done, and then you can tackle T or Logan Wilson or anybody else you want to tackle, you know, our free agency or whatever. That's just to me that makes sense. McPherson. If it happens, I have no idea. That's just where I, I don't, I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know. But one thing I do, I do want to ask: Do you think this is finally the off season that Jackpot Joey finally gets a normal off season and he can just no, <laughs> no. His gallbladder is going to explode. He's our, no, we can't lose his gallbladder. He's not allowed to do that. There's no, there's no pandemic. There's no go, no, no, it's need. not going to be a bad thing this time. It's, it's, it's going to be – yeah, he's going to be um, – you know, there's going to be a, a, an issue in Ohio. We've already had a few with East Palestine. He'll be on the front lines helping, <laughs> and that it will stop his ability to have – We're not – Joe Burrow is not going to be at training camp because he's going to be – He's going to be testing the waters in East Palestine. <laughs> Oh, God, I hope not. But it would be nice if he just has a normal one. I mean, so he can actually, like, 
come and practice and not have to rehab his knee or any of that stuff. And he's actually going to be in Scream Six. So you know, he's. <laughs> you going to watch that? Are you a Scream guy? I like Scream's probably the best slasher. We can really? have this debate. I, I've never got. I've, I do. I don't do scary movies. I can watch all the Rambo's and Commando. I don't date myself saying Rambo's and Commando, but yeah, I can watch all those I, uh, war it, movies. But I can't do slasher movies. Depends on the scary movie. If it's like slashers, that stuff doesn't really do much for me. I kind of laugh at them because people yeah. are always like, especially when hey, when you get to like Friday the Thirteenth, Jason in New York, and it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Jason in New York. Yeah, it was a real thing. It was like the. Is it really? Really? Yeah, I'm just that's actually the idea of this Scream Six movie. And Jason sitting in the back. Of the wait, 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 wait! You said that's the basis of the of the Scream Six movie? Yeah, it, it's um, I can't remember his name. He's in New York. The the guy with the face. <laughs> what the face again? <laughs> He's got the knife. Uh, right. The, the scream villain, he's in yeah. New York. That's the whole idea. Is instead of being in a small suburban town, he's going to be in New York killing people on subways. Jason takes Manhattan. Thank you, Matt Wolker, for remembering <laughs> the name of that movie. Not great, but oh, Darth Bunker. <laughs> Everybody saw Jason takes Manhattan. Where is it right? <laughs> never the bottom. Is it funny? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I'm just imagining Home Alone, Lost in New York, yeah. or uh, McCully Ghostface in the back of the limousine. And he's just sitting there. You know, just imagine Jason sitting in the back of a limo eating a cheese pizza. Oh, God. Yeah, he's actually behind the counter serving So basically pizza. what you're saying is they're having another movie come out that they already made. No, no, no. It's, it's a, the same idea, but it's no. not the same movie. Uh, okay. All Maybe right. Joe Burrow's the killer this time. They Maybe that's what he's doing in the off Yeah, they unmask. Maybe he's on The Masked Singer. That's why he's it's like, why? Yeah. Well, that, that was, remember, that, that was the rumor of uh, Tom Brady Tom last year when he brought it up. Go through his divorce. Comparisons just don't stop. Huh? Comparisons just don't stop with him and Brady. They're both on the mask singer. Exactly. Exactly. My, my wife just threw this at me. I think it's time for me to hop off. I got a hey, pizza coming. That sounds good, guys. Hey, before I well, let you go, go ahead and, and plug your stuff here. Uh, Sands, I'll, I'll let you go first. It's, it's uh, there. Twitter there? at Bengals underscore Sands. Um, Jason X in space is, I think, a very it's worse than Jason takes Manhattan <laughs> in space. You can tell when they just lost the ideas, they were just like, What if he goes to space? It's like, Why? How much LSD did they do to think of that? Well, Jason of the Caribbean, Jason <laughs> the that's the next Friday 13th, right? They're gonna have Jason, oh so <laughs> he's coming a, a little, little hula, hula skirt or whatever. Yeah, Jason yeah. and Bengals for fans on Twitter. That's that's uh, <laughs> the plug. All right, Sands, I appreciate you, brother. Who day? Go ahead, Santori. Tell them about rally. What you got going on? Uh, nothing. It's the off season. Um, nothing going on. Am I the only one that does it? See, when you when you said he was on multiple podcasts, I thought for sure you're going to make fun of me because I do one every freaking day. No, um, we legit are just going to do a show every Monday. We are going to highlight one or two position groups for the next uh, ever. Until we get to the the regular season, uh, if something happens with free agency or the draft, obviously we'll we'll stop our uh, regular scheduled programming to bring you these uh, important messages. Uh, <laughs> but um, next uh, Monday, so whatever that day that is, a couple days from now, we're going to be looking at uh, tight ends and wide receivers, and I'm trying to get Bengals and Bourbon on with me. Um, Ken's got got one for a return specialist. Uh, yeah, you don't need them. Kickoffs are worthless at this point, and. More than 50% of kickoffs end in a penalty. So why the fuck would I bring it out of the end zone? 
There's there's there your you show. You got there five seconds go. of it. There you go. <laughs> Unless you have Devin Hester back there, just fair catch done. There you go. I, I would go after your punt returner though. I I mean that that's one that you can actually return. That's that's um, what I want the Bengals to get. They need to get some speed back or Trent, Trent at least caught the ball, but we need somebody actually run it back. Yeah, uh, but no, we're uh, we're gonna do some position breakdowns on what the Bengals currently have. Um, and once we get through free agency in the draft, we'll look at what those positions look like again and what those expectations are going to look like. Uh, we'll have shows as they sign people and draft guys and, you know, free agency recaps, draft recaps. Um, anything stupid that happens in the offseason, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a show on. Um, but right now it, it's just kind of Monday stuff. Uh, we are going to try and not talk about the Reds as much as possible. But I think we're all going to do that. I, dude, I would have changed my name to Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. Right. Uh, we, <laughs> we originally started this show, and we thought the Reds might have an okay team. And like a week after starting the show, they traded Winker. And then they traded – they literally traded everybody the week after we started our podcast. I was like, well, fuck this. Like, I don't <laughs> – right, never exactly. mind. Yeah. Dude, this is now rally around the Bengals. <laughs> been for about a year and a half. There you go. All right, Santori. Well, I appreciate you. Go watch the show. Go make fun of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go make some orange chicken. My wife has throwing stuff at me. (laughs) Later. Good day. Good day. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Hopefully, uh, my mic is better and it didn't blow your eardrums out. So anyway, appreciate all you guys watching the show. And yeah, I did change the name. I might change. Uh, it says or says Bengals talk with sports strawberries. I might just go with Bengals talk with strawberries. I might just change it to that. It just it was Cincinnati Cincinnati sports with strawberries. It was such a long name. I'm like, and I talk Bengals almost every freaking day. So I mean, if you guys want to talk Reds or Bearcats or whatever, I can do that as well. But I've been mostly talking Bengals for the last two years. So it started out like something popped up on my Facebook where it was one of my first shows I did. Almost four, four almost five years ago, and it was, I didn't have any of this stuff, and everything it was completely different. So anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A Trinipole. TikTok is at Iceman Ninety. I will be pulling up the sound later on tonight. Hopefully the microphone doesn't blow your eardrums out. Uh, but it'd be on Beanpod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, like pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure to rate, like, and review. Leave a comment and a five-star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, my originals, we're back, baby. Back to 2,115 subs. It's all because you guys. You guys are awesome. Let's try to keep it rolling. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Bengals Talk with uh, Strawberry Ice. And uh, tell them to subscribe. Other than that, I am ready for football season. XFL is tonight. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch the Bearcats. First of all, I'm going to go eat some chicken wings because I'm hungry. Ready? And that's just sports, baby. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite?
Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the jungle. We-